0: I think that the heading was like, Starfield has an infinite number of things in it, except for a reason to keep playing. (laughs) (laughs) Butterscotch Shenanigans. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 431 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth, and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam, and I'm the miscellaneous
1: programmer.
0: I'm Sam, and I'm there teased. And this is a show where we talk about life business, and working in the games industry. Today is September 1th, 20 Jubilee. And before we get started, we have a warning. There's going to be profanity in this show. And we'd also like to thank our recurring supporters over at moneygrab.bscotch.net, whose monthly donations help keep the podcast going. So thank you very much. I didn't even know it was September Uh, until you said that just now. Yeah. Well, it wasn't, but now it is. Yeah. So yeah, Uh, for a little while now. All right. So you guys, some stuff happened this past week. Uh, let's just get right into it. So for starters, I'm I'm a beluga. Now. <laughs> yeah, describe how you became a
2: beluga. And you know and what, what inspired this change?
0: We well, as about? you guys, as you know, I'm from the Midwest. Yes. uh I, I, All my life, I've lived very far from the oceans, and I I don't really go to the coasts mm-hmm. that often. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this past this past week, I went with my my wife and some old college friends to go see the U.S. Open, uh, ten, the big tennis event in New York City, over at Arthur Ashe New Stadium. New
1: York City. Yeah.
0: Uh, it was it was amazing. We 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 watched nine. Tennis matches. We were there for uh, on the Monday of the tournament, so I, th- I think it was the first day. It was like uh, qualifying rounds or something like that, or like uh, early, very early seeds. And so we got to see, you know, some of the top, like top ten players in the world, uh, men and, men and women matches. And like, man, so cool seeing these, especially some of these people. Like, there's this one dude. He's like six foot ten or some shit like that, and it's yeah. You know, he he covers the court in like three steps. It yep. is. I don't know how you get anything past these people. Like they're <laughs> super fast. Like their reaction times are insane, and they're just like they're they're running and stopping so fast. Like you know, tennis court is like a hot. That's like hard surface asphalt. You know, mm-hmm. kind of, or not asphalt, but like you know, texture wise, these fuckers are sliding on it. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. when they need to hit a shot, they run. And then they slide with their shoes, right? Mm-hmm. To like, and then they exactly land where they need to hit to hit the ball. It's like, what the fuck is this? Uh, this is not a frictionless surface, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're doing it anyway because they don't give a shit. Because you know, they're they're professionals. It's like they choose uh,
1: how much friction they want. You know? Yes,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Like in tribes, you know, you could ski. Oh so, no, man, that was such uh, a good,
1: <laughs> such a good game,
0: such a good game. Uh, yeah. So then, otherwise, just spent spent a lot of time walking around. You know, walking around New York City uh, for several days, and I had been there before, so so I wasn't there to do, like, touristy stuff. We were just, just walking around and, and checking out the neighborhoods and uh, going to, you know, grabbing coffee and all that stuff. Um, but the – even, like, because I'm such an indoorsy boy, even the moderate amount of sun exposure – uh, on my head, you know, I got a, I got a decent sunburn. Like, mm-hmm. I use sunscreen and stuff, but, like, I got a decent sunburn on my head. Nothing crazy, especially compared to, like, what I would get when I was a youngster. Yep. Yeah, uh, back when you were like, you no know.
2: sunscreen. I don't yeah. need sunscreen.
0: Yeah. No sunscreen, no problem. I'll just peel off my all my skin like a lizard. <laughs> <laughs> like a snake. Yeah. There's new skin under there, no problem. Uh, yeah, so I got, like, a mild, like, a moderate sunburn on, on my head. And then on the flight, on the way back home... Uh, my my forehead swelled up like a like a, <laughs> like a beluga melon i'm like maybe it's like literally a beluga melon. like it's the same yeah shape it really and is like yeah. vibe
1: is yeah. a beluga melon
0: yeah and the, and i was like you know it can't be the sunburn because like i've gotten sunburns my whole life and the only time i've ever had any kind of like swelling from a sunburn was when it was a really really bad sunburn when we were scared we were in Colorado in the, in the mountains and like the sun is glaring sober. off the snow. Yeah. yeah. And also wind burn mixed in with it. Cause we were skiing a bunch. Yeah, right? You get we a chapped like face,
1: you know, Yeah,
0: on. cause the, yeah. Cause the, you know, there's a lot of wind and then the air is really dry. Cause you're up in the, freezing, you know, air of the mountains. And it's it's like that plus all the sun. Like, yeah, at that time I had a sunburn slash windburn. It swelled up. This time it's like, there's no reason for this. So my assumption is that I just got too close to the ocean, you know, Mm -hmm. as a Midwesterner and I started transforming. Uh, Sort of like One
1: Punch Man style, right? Where all the villains are like, I ate too many crabs and now I'm a crab. (laughs) Yes.
0: Yeah, so I got I got you know I got too close to the ocean and now I'm part beluga and so now that I'm back in the Midwest it's kind of it's, it's I'm returning back to corn or mm-hmm. whatever I whatever I normally am. Uh, so that's now how's your resonance?
2: Are you do you feel like you're really projecting out into space? You know when it comes. Oh to yeah, food? I think you're gonna be able to really. You gotta get shoot up in some the, sounds out
1: there. Yeah, you gotta do get those really nasally sounds to to def, to harness the effect, um, mm-hmm.
0: which. Yeah, and I've I've tried talking to um, whales and stuff, but um, there aren't any around because I'm on land, so mm-hmm. it hasn't worked out very good. But mm-hmm. I'm doing I'm doing my best. Yeah. You're like know. that's
2: that one whale in the ocean that like had a had a weird song or whatever, and nobody ever responded to it. No other whales. Yeah, one that's one of the
0: saddest things I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just apparently, this whale that apparently it nobody Apparently, It
2: did find someone later. They ended up finding it hung, hanging out with some other whales.
0: So. Do you think they could understand each other, or, or do they just like? They just get each other's vibe. I was gonna say maybe maybe they're just vibe.
1: Probably at least it's just a couple of neurodivergent whales, you know, just like Mm -hmm. yeah, just hanging out.
0: Just they're like yeah, nobody else gets us, and we don't get each other, but that's what makes us get each other, you know. (laughs) So. Yeah. Uh, in other news, this week, uh, Starfield is launching into some kind of a. It launched short- yesterday. Doing like a,
2: they call it early access, but I think given the way that that term actually works now, it's more like a pre-release. It's like you can get in to play it's just a, a game for five days ahead of schedule if
0: you well. Well, if it, you it, pay extra. Yeah. Yeah. I would actually say this is this is uh, this. Better fits the phrase early access. It does. It does. Which definitely. is like the game is actually the game is actually done, and they're just giving some players access to it early. Yes. yes. <laughs> Whereas, like normally when we talk about early access, we're talking about a game that is not done and is in under development, and you can buy it before it's done. Well, that's not what this is. This is. A week or whatever, five days before it launches. If you pay extra, you just get to right, right. play it. Yeah.
1: And I was, so. I was when I saw the release date originally, because I didn't know they had this early access thing. And I saw the release date was the sixth, which is the day after our three day weekend in the United States, right? Because um, the fifth is a holiday. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, actually, that's the smartest. I was thing like, what be. kind of bullshit, idiotic launch date is this, right? And then, and then, and then you, once then I you realized, realized it was like, oh, because <laughs> now they can. Make you pay a premium to actually get to play it over that three day weekend, which is it's one of the, the most brilliant, brilliant and, and evil. Yeah, I hate it. Very
2: smart. Yeah, get a sack of shit.
0: Unreal. Yeah, <laughs> either that or it just happened that way. I don't know. You know, doubtful. Doubtful. No, I don't think. It's doubtful. Thirty dollar
2: pre order to get in early in a long weekend. Damn. Yeah. Oh, man.
0: So so Starfield is is by Bethesda. It's their next. It's their first new IP in, in quite a long time. Right. right. Yeah um so this is the makers of like Skyrim and Oblivion and Fallout and you know these kinds of open world RPG kinds of games
1: it's a little uh, confusing cuz like they're a, they're the developer for they're like they're the IP holder right for those And they're the developer of a subset of the games associated with those, but they're not always the developer, sometimes they're the publisher. So actually knowing, like, what is a Bethesda game is always a little hard for me to keep track
0: of. So I'm pretty sure they were, like, the publisher of Fallout New Vegas. They did not develop Fallout New Vegas. Yeah, but they did develop Um, Fallout 3, 4... And, 70 and 76. Yeah. And they yeah and they forgot how to count in between. And then they Sometimes it happens. forgot a few other things too. Like how, uh, how to play the a way. game that people want. Yeah. <laughs> I, think,
2: I think they were like, it's Fallout 3, Fallout 4. If you add them together, is it seven or six? I don't know. Just put both those numbers yeah, in there. Yeah, math is hard.
0: Yep. It's probably 76 mm-hmm. uh, is the next number. Uh, yeah, so actually I actually, I didn't even, know, honestly, I didn't even know about Starfield until maybe like three months ago. Yeah, I barely knew uh, about it. That's, yeah. yeah. And it's been in development, I think, since Fallout 4? It's been, uh, yeah, and they've, they've talked about it
2: for a while. Like, it was announced, I feel like, two years ago, maybe? A while ago. It and was then, just but, always detail light, though. Uh, that but, was it, yeah. 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 And so There I think wasn't the anything to talk about, I think. Is the, yeah, and because it doesn't come from, because it's a new IP, then, I think this is one of the interesting things based on you know, that conversation we had the uh, last week, a few weeks ago, about being able to have a thing that people even know about is a gift in and of itself. I think it's an interesting example of that because I also saw the Starfield stuff. And I was like, yeah, I know it's by Bethesda, but I have no idea. Like, they would just be like, Starfield. That was in, like, stars and stuff. And then you don't know... I don't know what's going to happen
1: in there, so I can't really get excited about it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, well, because and also, it is a Bethesda game, they only make, you know, one kind of game, really. Yeah, so you're like, uh, I know easily? Yeah, you kind of know what to expect. And that, that was what I could still kind of get excited about is, like, I love the yeah. Fallout games, and so... If it's basically fallout in space, you know, I'm just it's probably going to be good. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, but it's really hard to get like excited about yeah, no that. No meat to chew on. Yeah, know? about well, that I was, level of detail.
0: I, I, I was a little dubious because because well, for starters, Fallout 76 happened. We can't we can't ignore the fact that that happened. <laughs> to right? be fair, I mostly
1: uh, did ignore the fact that that happened.
0: Yeah, I also but it happened, did happen, and so you know there, we, there's 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 kind of this trust thing where it's like okay, well, I'm going to let for me personally, like I'm going to let this kind of settle. Because in my mind, I've already played an incredible Bethesda-like space game, which is Outer Worlds.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was. You know, so like just great that's
0: a great so good and it is that exact style of game like if you had told me oh yeah bethesda made this i'd be like yeah Mm -hmm. that that tracks and even has if it has that fallout vibe where like it it feels kind of old-timey but also in space Mm -hmm. i don't
1: know it's it's like anti-capitalist you know like like that's the the joke sort of set which is also what fallout's all about right like Yeah. yeah
0: so literally it's like outer worlds is like fallout in space right and so when when I heard about Starfield. I was like, wow, they're, they got a high, to me, they've got a high bar because they need to do better than that, right? Better mm-hmm. than Outer Worlds. Um, yeah. Their Fallout in uh,
1: Space needs to be better than the other Fallout in Space. That right.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cause they're getting their second, you know. And, but also the way that they were talking about the game, it was very, it was very li- list like where, where I never really got a sense of what was fun about it when people were talking about it, just the, that it's big. Yeah. So they'd be like, "Here are the here are all the things that it has." And they'd be like, "A thousand planets, and you know this many spaceships, and this many hours of quests, or something." But um, I never really got a sense of like, "Is it?" But is it good? Like, is it fun <laughs> right. though? And so the re, so the reviews are starting to come in from you know critics. I think I think users can't really review it yet or something because of this the weird like day. early access. Yeah. Thing. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. But, well, I mean, yeah, I think
1: um, we're gonna start seeing stuff today really because it the early access started i think actually started like thursday midnight ish something like that right so mm-hmm. which, which reviews are coming right? out
2: uh yesterday
1: yeah reviews what's so yeah like the official good. reviews are coming out yesterday but also people started like doing like playing on stream and stuff yesterday when the embargo mm-hmm. lifted because it was available in early act early access so i think today is when we're going to start seeing a lot more information about the actual player experience
0: mm-hmm. yeah and so th- what's been interesting kind of perusing through the reviews is it's just a really strong reminder of something that we've talked about a while back about this idea of like changing your, or like giving the benefit of the doubt to established franchises or established studios Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that that other studios don't really get. And like, for example, if you look at a lot of, a lot of the reviews we'll talk about is like the best Bethesda game to date, right? And it's like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, but, like, is it good compared to, like, what else is out there? Right now, right? yeah. Um, yeah, but also the the range of reviews has been really interesting. Like, it's ranged from from the most well-written RPG we've ever seen to, like, unimaginative unimaginative, and uninspired storytelling. Like, it's like people are all over the place mm-hmm. with their reviews, and I can't really figure it out. Um, but there's also a lot of commentary about, like, the pacing mm-hmm. where apparently it's like in the first 10 to 15 hours, it's like real slow and it doesn't really pick up and like start to get interesting until about that point. Um, and that to me is kind of a, if, if true mm-hmm. is kind of a problem, but it's amazing how many people are just like, yeah, it's okay. We just power through that. And then it gets yeah, <laughs> power through <laughs> that tw- entire game. 12 hours. Yeah. I think yeah. It's, what's so interesting about this, we talk about this with uh, like
2: Pokemon. You know, a while ago where they released with their most recent game just so full of glitches and just ugly. I mean, just I don't even got it. Just, it it right. was nice like it a bit of a hack job, just you know. Look at it, it's just like <laughs> not very good looking. Um there's but the the level of judgment is not then sort of it's sort of Noted as an aside, but not a thing that anybody cares about. In an interesting, yeah. like, the reviews it.
0: will often say, you know, like, well, once you look past A, B, C, D, yes. it's a pretty good game, nine out of ten, right? Yeah. And it's like nobody, nobody else gets that treatment. Yeah. <laughs> and so, it's so there's an interesting thing that's kind of earning your
2: earning your place. I think uh, from a, from a studio standpoint, is really can you can it be the case that when your game comes out, that it is primarily just measured against your own games as opposed to yep. you know. Everything else in the world, uh, which is sort of, especially when you're first time in indie, you know, you're launching a title, uh, or even just if you're if you're doing a, if you're still not fully established in that kind of huge way that all these you know, monster studios are, the reality is that you're you're basically judged against the entire pool as opposed to against your past efforts, right? Um, which is both uh, you know kind of annoying, but then in some ways also I, th- I think it explains why partially in the indie space you tend to see or the smaller studio space you tend to see more innovation stuff because it's like you have to be you have to do better you know like this the only stuff i've seen so far about starfield is like yeah the pacing is very fucking medium at the beginning um and then otherwise that like everything's cool it's all cool and good but like this took out all the inventory management issues from, from the past there's still like the usual bethesda glitches and things but again it's like that's, yeah, it's, yeah it's basically Taking sounds like guaranteed you know I
1: mean? yeah well it's it's like the the assumption is that your kind of micro experience of like interacting with interfaces and like yes. doing just like normal stuff is like it's like yeah that's bad and that's just gonna be bad because that's
0: how these games that's work, just right? how we make <laughs> that's how we make these <laughs> yeah. games yeah. <laughs> but,
1: but big picture though like it, it is, is pretty cool it's pretty neat because like look at the graphics right and look at look at how impressive it is that they accomplished you know this this scale of an endeavor right um and and so you're just like, and I, and I think Bethesda to a large extent just like kind of rides on this the joke really about like yeah, yeah you're actually like your moment to moment experience is actually gonna be pretty bad actually a lot right? of jank yeah <laughs> just like a lot of jank well, it's not even that it's bad it's just that there's just a lot of jankness like it yeah. might be
2: bad in a certain like particular ways in the Toy but like otherwise it's just.
1: Well, it's, to it's me, when I say bad, I mean clunky, like, you know, yeah, Well, I, as in like, it doesn't create anything like a good experience, right? And, and if like the best you can say about it is like, I can put up with it, is like, is what those parts mm-hmm. of the experience are, right? And, and like to their credit, they've managed to make games that otherwise are like, even though the rest of the stuff is apparently like an, an afterthought, right? They can actually get away with it, at least- or have you know, been or, able to, right?
2: I think you know, we, we talk about this with the marketing stuff, right? It's like if you – and this is something that we actually have to work internally to combat being three people who I think get very annoyed by like jank in games and our own games mm-hmm. too, right? Is recognizing when it just doesn't matter because you've, you're you targeting a higher order picture of, uh, of an experience, right? Like to play Starfield, like they also have – they you, have, you can build your own ship, right? You build your own ship. You can add stuff to it. looks crazy Clunky and a. And a I'm sure it's clunky, too, but like <laughs> but it looks cool <laughs> as shit. And then you yeah. can go like you know, shoot pirates and stuff with your shit It's like there's there's realities as far as like the big picture there of what your capital E experience is, right? Not your moment to moment, but like the narrative
0: experience. Well, yeah, I think I think EVE Online is like the perfect uh, mm-hmm. example of that, where it's like. Big picture, you know, you're you're getting together with thousands of other like pilots in space mm-hmm. and planning wars and you know having giant battles and stuff. But that's about point one percent of it. The rest is just like managing inventory and spreadsheets and. Mm-hmm. and- logistics right well, so but i it's think like, it's interesting
1: though because like this is it's like because there, there's, there's this there's this there's this there's a question of wiggle room like how much can you get away with when it comes to this but there's also a question of like the impact on experience right because it is true that like bethesda can get away with having this kind of a on average janky experience right mm-hmm. um but it's also true that everybody who plays these games is very aware of that part of the experience. And it definitely takes <laughs> away from the game, right? Like, yeah, it, it it does. makes the gaming experience worse, and it distracts you, right, from yes. otherwise the gameplay experience. Because, like, because when we're trying to decide, like, okay, what can we get away with, right? The question is, like, what is the what is the overall impact on the player experience, and like, how much is it actually going to detract from it? And if the answer is, like, oh, actually, if we really like think about it, and and don't just focus on the fact that it is jank, but just ask, like, what is the impact? And if if the answer is, oh, the impact is ac- actually negligible, right? then that's where we can be like, okay, let's avoid perfectionism because we can't afford that, right? Um, but it does feel like, you know, Bethesda games, and I think a lot of a lot of games, period, but especially the ones that can get away with stuff. Um, the That bar for like how much they let the user experience actually be worse mm-hmm. before they'll do something about it is really high because they're just like, I, there's enough other stuff going on that we're like, you'll put up with it. So we yeah, can just yeah. let this be. And even though like, the actual experience as a user is like, ah, oh, this kind of sucks. Like this kind of sucks. Like that's mm-hmm. your actual thought as you're playing the game. Like it's contaminated <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> by like how much certain aspects of it suck, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just get to write on the idea that like that because of what it is, because of the scale, because of your familiarity with uh, IP, because you're just like have accepted that some of it's going to suck, right? That you'll then yourself just like bootstrap up to the big picture and be like, yeah, it's
2: okay. I, but I think. I think there's something interesting about it, though, in the sense that, like, so for some reason, this, this this thing that I think maybe Mrs. Griggs, remember Mrs. Griggs, our choir teacher in, like,
0: yeah. seventh middle grade? Middle
2: school, yeah.
0: yeah. That's, a, that's a deep cut. But yeah. So, for some—I don't know why. This is literally this—, this middle, middle school choir teacher. This line
2: has been uh, in my head for the past, like, two weeks for some reason. Um, mm, okay. She said— at one point, something like, if something's worth doing, it's worth doing well. Mm-hmm. Which was the more I've been thinking about it, I think it's literally opposite, which is because again, and this one I think is related to the Starkfield thing. If you could find an idea that is itself powerful enough or a vision that's powerful enough, right, that delivering on it poorly is worth doing. Then that's
0: a good idea. Yeah, that's a idea. great fucking it's thing. A it's a powerful idea. Yeah. Powerful idea. And so it's almost like if if something's worth doing, well, it's Chet, worth Chet GPT is a good example, right? It's literally just a text box and you just yeah. and you just type to it, right? It, it's so fucking hard to actually like use it with other things, mm-hmm. but it's so crazy interesting and and powerful that it was better that it exists in a shitty form, exactly. that's available than in some perfect exactly. integration. Yeah. I, I do think there's Yeah, but it is
1: it is but it's all it's just all relative though, right? Because yes. the fact is yes. like yeah, like using a chat like when you use that chat interface, like the buttons do what you expect, you know, or <laughs> like True. you know, like <laughs> it looks nice, you know, like it's actually not. It's it's just that's not an ideal way to solve certain kinds of problems that it honestly wasn't the intent of that interface, right? Everybody's using it outside of its to. intended case. Yeah. But it's actually a perfectly well designed interface for its purpose, which is basically an experimental platform to interact with a large language model, right? Mm-hmm. Um and yeah, so I think this is one of those things where like the, the nuance here is infinite about what it, what this means yeah, of because so. Because we're talking about like basically sliding scales of of design preferences, tolerance for on the user side, tolerance on the design side, perfectionism versus like just getting it done. Like everything Mm -hmm. comes into play here, right? And we're all trying to thread needles, you know, of like throughout this, this landscape to build stuff that actually can be successful. And and in the end, the question is like, what is it you're trying to accomplish for your end users, right? And mm-hmm. as long as you accomplish that, whatever the level of jank is that ends up in that final product, mm-hmm. as long as that level of jank is part of the intended design experience, like that's part of the experience that you intend your users to have, right? And it's planned because you think. I mean, it has to be planned. It's right,
2: Like right? you, ha- you, yeah, you have to, you have to know how much there is. And what the impact, impact is going to be. Jake and us, help me yeah, out what the impact is and then how that relates to that overall strength of the vision, right? Like, you can't you can't get away with such nonsense if you're making a very small, like, if you're just like a nobody making a small game that doesn't have, like, a big, weird, innovative yeah. vision. Or, you know what I mean? Like, if you're just making, like, another, I don't know, like, fucking Asteroids. If like half the asteroids just blip out of existence, a bunch, and made you know, many just work, and it's just fucking annoying to go play it. Like you can't, it's not. There's yeah. nothing worthwhile for sticking through.
0: Mm-hmm. You know Yeah. I mean? well, so my my approach is I'm I'm still in Baldur's Gate, so I'm I'm gonna keep playing that for a while, uh, and then once I'm done with that, in a, in a year what, or two, yeah, I'll see what <laughs> kind of the uh, the consensus is on on Starfield because like I do want to play another, you know. Space RPG, but there's something that, yeah. And there's like, there's something that stands out to me, uh, because I'm in, I'm in the Starfield and the Baldur's Gate subreddits. Mm. And so, you know, I was in the Baldur's Gate subreddit in the first, you know, week of launch, uh, and still am. And still to this day, the, the conversation in the subreddit is just people just exuberantly just sharing their experiences with the game, uh, Comparing notes, talking about mm-hmm. strategies, showing screenshots, telling funny stories—it's just people having a great time with the game. The Starfield subreddit is mostly people debating about whether the game is good. <laughs>
2: yeah, well, I think this, gotta, this is the jank experience, right? I think this is what happens. It's like it clouds it.
1: Yeah,
0: exactly. You can't.
2: It's yeah. hard to. It's like a. It's like a foggy windshield where you're like, I think that this is good and I'm on the road but also like I have to fucking you know like, you have to just,
1: think about it you have to decide you have to, it. It. You have to decide yeah. intentionally yeah. if it's good instead of just having a good experience being like well I had a good time it must be good right you actually mm-hmm. have to yeah. decide like is, is it okay that all this yes. stuff sucked you know
0: yeah. And it's even simple stuff like so. Starfield is a, a first-person game, and one of the of the core settings that's been in first-person games for the, a long time is field of view settings. Um, in large part because that is um, it's an accessibility feature for motion sickness. Mm-hmm. So some people get motion sick in certain fields of view, and then if they can expand it, or usually expand it, yeah. I think narrowing always it always usually makes it, it worse. Yep. <laughs> yep. But being able to expand the field of view helps a lot. Um, and like there are no field of view settings mm-hmm. in really. Starfield. Uh, but so then like there was a b- people talking about that in the subreddit and about like, oh, well, it's not that big of, you know, so some people kind of like huffing on the copium, right? Like it's not that big of a deal, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then other people start sleuthing. And then finally, like today, some people posted, okay, here's how you can change your field of view. And like some people found various like files that yeah. you can mess with in the config and There's stuff, almost and always like, an
1: ini and I file for Bethesda games. Yeah. That just, like, yeah. You just like plop stuff into. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Cause like Bethesda games are very moddable, Right. And which also means like just messing with all kinds of other uh, bits of data in, the, in, the, in the, the game files. And so, so now people are like, okay, cool. Like the field of view problem is fixed. Right. And so like the community is kind of like trying to figure out ways to get past all the jank so that they can like Enjoy. bring more people into the fold, you know, but like they have to work so hard to do it. And like, I just didn't see that with Baldur's, like Baldur's Gate is just like people just jump in and just off they go, just having a blast right out of the gate um, once they get past 45 minutes of character creation, <laughs> uh, which I assume Starfield has to. Yeah. So anyway, point being like, I, I don't know if Starfield is good or bad. I haven't played it, but I do think that the the overall hedging that I'm seeing when people talk about it is telling. So. I, well, I think it's just, it just is, again, it's is my bet it's is what it's a- you'd expect from Bethesda, yeah. which
2: is disappointing at this point. And I'm not even kidding. Like, <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: if you as a studio know that you have produced these like giant award-winning adventures that tons of people are into, you have an even bigger budget than you've ever had before. And then you're just like, let's not put field of view settings as a slider. What the fuck are yeah. you doing? <laughs> I'm not what even do doing. What are you doing? Like you can build a whole universe, and you can't put a field of view slider in. It's yeah, a, yeah. it's so dumb.
1: It's like what? it's disappointing on such a small like like what? Well, I think it's one of those like, <laughs> so, tell uh, To me, there's like a there's a kind of a tech bro vibe like that comes from this word because like when I when I'm thinking about the experiences that I want to have whether it's coding like in my editor right like mm-hmm. the thing that matters the most is not the big picture actually it's the no, moment it's, to the, m- moment to it's moment moment. the moment yep. to moment experience yep. and and that like the slicker that is, the better my life gets, the happier I am. The more I just like don't notice stuff right? I'm just mm-hmm. having a good time. And the end result is that even if the big picture actually is less interesting, if I'm, if it's just, everything is nice. Like I don't even know. Right. It's just
0: like, well, I'll think about like rocket league, right? There is no big picture here. Yeah. You just fucking, but moment to moment,
1: hit, fucking it, nails it so hard. Right. It's yeah. just every moment is a good experience. And uh, and I, yeah, and I feel like with games like the Fallout series, and all this kind of stuff, right? Like, they the stuff that actually is easier, which is like, like yeah, UIs are hard to design, sure, but it doesn't take you years to design a good UI experience. It's right? not as hard, yeah. It's not as hard. It's as not as hard, hard as the fucking game, game, you know? Yeah, the whole fucking thing. Yeah, yeah no. and like, but they're like, if you like, when you're playing Fallout or presumably this new game, right? Like mm-hmm. so much of your time is like opening up your pit boy and like looking at your map and like going through your inventory and like whatever, right? So much of your gameplay
0: experience is actually that. And Well, f- not in Starfield because they don't have a map. so <laughs> Right, yeah. They don't. So, which, which just, I, Again, I saw somebody complain. They're like, there's these giant cities and like towns and stuff and there's no map. So like, I I, I keep getting lost in this city. And then like the next comments to me like, I kind of like that there's no map. It really helps me engage with the world. <laughs> like,
2: Dude, yeah.
0: come on! Yeah, It's a <laughs> difference between like a like
2: a full detail Ubisoft map that's like here's all your quest markers, and a like Elden Ring map that is basically here's the shape of things and where you are relative to them, so you can yeah. There's a whole gradient can, of, yeah.
0: of ways you can have a map while still uh, not giving everything away, yep. right? Uh, but but having no map is. This is what I
2: mean. It's mean, so like, it's it I, I,
0: feels less like a decision it's and so, more like a and more like uh, they were like
1: oh the, what matters here really is like is like the world not the experience of being in it right because like to me that's what a lot of like AAA like the vibe is that I get is like all of the investment is in like the the simulation of whatever the world is that they're trying to create right. And like the story that then unfolds and like all the kind of stuff that's going on in there. And then everything else is treated as like, oh, well, we have to have a UI. So I guess we'll put one in. I guess right? we
0: will begrudgingly put one yeah, in. Yeah, like that's <laughs> that's like the vibe I always
1: get when I play these big titles. Um uh, and, and, always, I'm definitely, you know, exaggerating here, but like but it, to, to the point where when I when I play a game that has like a good moment to moment experience with like their all their interfaces and stuff, right? Like I actually get like fucking pumped when i open up a ui yeah, it's right a delight because yeah. it's like especially in contrast you know where i'm like i'm so used to being like oh i can't even read this and i can only make the text so big because they were like uh, only babies playing these games i guess so they, they have perfect no. eyeballs and don't need to have <laughs> things be large uh, you're like it's just yeah i don't know i just find it so i think bizarre. i don't know
2: it's i think that's what's weird about it is it's like the it from a, oh it's almost like a craftsmanship thing you know what i mean yeah it's like definitely i get that you build that you can build like a giant thing. And that's super cool. I'm not like, I, I'm i sure, I'm sure as far as like the actual, again, that, that meta level experience of Starfield is probably cool as shit, right? Building your own ship, whatever. But it's just so weird to me. Just so weird from that crafts angle that like you
1: yeah. wouldn't. To let the smaller stuff make that worse. Yes. That, Why? Yeah, that's, yes. Because that's that's what what right?
2: yeah. also it's so much easier to manage. Like it's so hard to deliver on the really, really big thing. Right. Yeah. It's really hard. Uh, by contrast, it's quite easy to deliver on most of the small a things, field of view slider. So, so what? It's not like you yeah. didn't have the reason. That's what it's not that you didn't have the reason. Well, and that,
0: was, and that was another kind of interesting note. I'm where so confused. I saw a lot of people talking about the loading screen problem because yeah, you're loading um, this all the time. Is, I believe this is probably built on the same engine as prior Bethesda games. Um, and you know, like for example, if you fast travel in those games, then you, you, you hit a load, load screen. Yeah. Right. Or if you go
1: into a building, you load and,
0: yep. Yeah. And so so I saw somebody who, again, this was in the, the Starfield subreddit, and this person was praising the game. Like, however, I do have some complaints. And they're, like, and they're like, the big one is that it doesn't feel like an open world because... Yeah, you're loading constantly. It, because it, it by comparison, it, imagine if you're playing Skyrim and you're like in a, a building, you leave the building and there's a load screen. And then you like see your horse in the distance and you want to like, go to another town. And so you you fast, tra- you teleport to your horse and go through a load screen. And now you're standing at your horse and, you know, you interact with the horse and then you say where you want to go. And then there's a load screen while you teleport mm-hmm. to that town. And you're never actually like walking around, you know, uh, like traveling between the places. You're just kind of like load screen, load screen, load screen.
1: Which is also and, like when when the scale of your open world game is like a galaxy, right? Like that's a lot of that's, experience. Well, it, it, you have <laughs> you have to be teleported, you know, because like yep, yep. You because know, you don't actually. And it's one of those interesting things, right? Because like you know, the like you. You might observe that that's kind of weird and it doesn't feel good, but you also definitely don't want the other thing, which is like
0: of sitting in a spaceship for sixteen months. Yeah, <laughs> or, or, you, or, or you walking ten miles to the to the place
1: where all the spaceships can take off because it's far yeah. enough away from civilization yes. or whatever. Yeah. It, like yeah, you don't actually want that, right? Um and it's sort of it's just a kind of inherent conflict of like the design that's, goals a scale. of like so, a space game. Yeah, you know? A space game. It just doesn't. It yeah. a space but, game but, but,
0: can't be open world and like in a meaningful. Or the way that we think about it. But what I thought was really interesting is when I was when I read some reviews about this, they are basically like, they they talked about this and then they said, but of course, like, of course, like, it makes sense. And it's a huge game. And like, we, we can't really expect Bethesda to hit like that No Man's Sky level of tech where they just yeah. have the seamless. No Man's Sky, like, just no a Man's small Sky company, you know? It was made it's by 12, 12 people. people
2: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're going to say. I was like, you actually can expect.
1: And like you could have, they could have bought them. You know what I mean? Like that's the that's the money scale difference. Although actually at this point they made so much money from No Man's Sky that would be probably harder to purchase. Uh,
2: Yeah, yeah. but I think I mean that's what I think the reality is though that you can have an open world game in space with basically no loading screens because Mm -hmm. we've already Mm
1: -hmm. seen it. But also not one where there's anything fun to do. But also, perhaps a yeah. good point. But maybe, <laughs> maybe you can settle
2: somewhere in the in between, right? You know, uh, where it's like you yeah. get well, you that pick was... your points where your loading is required and not, and don't fucking shoot it. Yeah, that's. But that's what I'm saying.
0: I'm like, what. Well, it's, again, it's the expectation setting, right? Where people say, like, we can't expect Bethesda to do this thing that this other company did because Bethesda just doesn't do that. Yeah. They Bethesda, don't. They don't do wait, things.
1: Just, well. To be fair, though, like that is actually a true kind of a it's statement, true. right? Because yeah, it's like, true. Yeah, it's a tech the problem. Way, right? Yeah, it's a tech problem. And the way that like institutional knowledge works, and that kind of stuff is like you you keep on the only reason something like Starfield can exist is because Bethesda's continued to invest in the same tech mm-hmm. and the same people and all that kind of stuff, right? So that they could produce something like that, but that does then come with inherent limitations. And I think there's also that kind of conflict, because we talk about this too, when we're trying to decide what to do with our games, is like, mm-hmm. if you go outside of the scope of what your tech and your people can do, right? So in this case, it's like, oh, let's make a space game. Let's make let's make our fallout in space, right? Mm-hmm. Except space is big, you know? It's got a different, set of, different fucking set of problems. Oh. And it actually – there's a, there just is a conflict there between all the stuff that you've invested all of your time into and you've been successful with and the overarching like principles that go into yep. that kind well, of game. Um, and that just – I think that just is true. So, that, so that when people say like, oh, well, we can't expect them to do what this other team did. I do think that that's true. Yeah. Whether or not that means they then should have done it is I think right the question that comes up. But again, I would that's, prefer there to be a Fallout in space than to not – there did not be a fault in space, you know?
2: But I think the I think the point is that it's again, it's this it's the measuring stick difference, which is like Yeah. When you say, Oh, we can't expect someone like Bethesda, right, to produce a
1: game that doesn't have this weird bullshit going on in it what, that would be fine why? if they evaluated everybody else based on yeah
2: but that's the thing like yeah. no one knows what you made or like where you're, no one's evaluated it's it's this it's a level of uh it's a gift it's a huge gift based on your prior successes right to yeah. be able to have that be the way people talk about your stuff
0: Pokemon's to me this is no different like let's say we decided our next game is going to be a multiplayer game and we make it and just and janky it is a, it's a complete piece of shit mm-hmm. yeah right and yeah, then impossible and connect like, to
1: each other you lose connection constantly you're Data gets yeah. desynced. yeah, all that stuff. And
0: if all the reviews said like, "Well, you know, this is their this is their first multiplayer game," and yeah. like they don't they haven't developed the tech to do multiplayer up until now, so the fact that it even exists as a game yeah, is great. honestly so good. Yeah, what a gift. Yeah, so like an Dude, we'll dock half, half for sure. <laughs> <laughs> We'll dock we'll, we'll half,
1: yeah. half a point for the core feature yeah. of the game. Not yeah, one
0: yeah. and it's like no, well, like what we should expect is for them to. Update their tech to deliver on the, the promise of the game that they're making, yes. you know? Uh, so, like, yeah, sure, there are a lot of load screens in Skyrim and Fallout and whatever, um, but those, like you said, those aren't in space. <laughs> so, so there's much, if you're going to make a game that's at scale, you got to start thinking about these these problems, um, but again, it won't even matter, they're still going to sell a trillion copies and it'll be fine, you know.
1: So, well, and then again, like yeah. if the overarching gameplay experience is good enough that the fact that you're constantly distracted by shitty experiences is outweighed by the rest of the game, then it, like in it, the end, like,
2: if it's, it's worth doing, it's sure, worth It's fine, yeah. you know, it's fine, it's good,
1: you know I, but, I, but I do find it to be a, just kind of a more than anything, like a, con- just conceptually a bummer, because on the one hand, it kind of just kind of feels yes. it feels rude to your user base when you're just like I know you'll put up with this, so I'm going to make you put up with it. Like I, Again, I just, I just, don't like that. You know, it's just disappointing. It's just disappointing
2: from a studio to studio level. It's just like
1: you, you could not. Yeah. It would be every, so easy for every you not. <laughs> every moment could be delightful. Like why isn't that the? Just, why isn't that the goal? Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. isn't that the bar? Yeah. I don't. Yeah, beyond like core engine problems,
2: like a fucking field of view slider. is not like a oh, Bethesda has decades of tech;
1: I can't figure it. Like, no, that's not a thing. Yeah, it's think about especially when like <laughs> actually. <laughs> <laughs> Once it's revealed, too, because, like, it is, like, sh- it would be dude. weird if they d- couldn't do, do Field of View, right? Because that's, like, built into every engine in the universe, right? Yeah, but uh, once it's revealed but, that it's in the INI I yeah, file. It's definitely in there, though, too, right? That's the thing we discovered that it's, like, and you can't, you don't get to just tweak that, you know? That's what I'm saying. I'm, like, I, I, wa- I want to be so
2: happy for them. It's a big, that's a hard thing to launch, right? Big, crazy thing to launch. Mm-hmm. So, but it's it's kind of hard to be when it's, all, there's all almost an in-your-face level of not caring, yeah, like, well, look, not
0: cons- not considering what. you're- Yeah, it's just yeah. weird. It's so weird. I can't. Well, I, here's the thing, though. I think I think this is a big studio problem because yeah, when I think general. about like 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 when we when we're working on Crashlands Two stuff, um, we're we are playing Crashlands Two. And the people who are developing the content are the people who are, uh, like actively engaging with the game day to day all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. And so question is like, whose job is it to, to put a s- setting in? Right. And it's like, well, it, it could be any of any of us. Right. Like if we run into a thing, we're like, wow, we need to get this setting in, mm-hmm. then we can do that. Right. Um, and because we are playing the game and we have the power to make changes to the game, then those things become obvious to us, like yeah, right you away. you shore up some of those, the, basically shore up a lot of those smaller jank details without much fuss, right? Yeah. yeah. And so the, the problem is like in a huge studio, you've got specialists. And I, I'm going to go on a limb and say there's not a settings page specialist. There's not a, a person whose job it is to make sure that there's all these settings, right? Uh, they'll have they'll have somebody whose job it is to you know they'll have a ten person team who's working on shaders and like all these different things that are all about like big picture things right right um so you, and, you lose the details basically in that yeah kind of a and structure. yeah because like in our case uh you know each of us everything is our job and so as things come up we can just deal with them and we don't have to have a big meeting about small things right and. And so, when you have like a trillion small things, uh, none of which are anybody's specific job, I think they just fall through the cracks. least for you know? me,
2: though, because it's like the whole point is that the whole point of like someone like a game director, for example, is to fill that yeah. low to high level gap. And so, Is to, to
1: advocate for everything. Yeah, yeah. So you got Todd. But again, Hammond.
0: they don't like. They just advocate for the big, the big stuff. I I think the really,
1: the the really good ones do
0: though. Like the really good ones
2: do point at how the small stuff is the big stuff. Cause like, you know, when, like you mentioned Todd Howard had that, the guy, one of the founders of Bethesda um, had the interview where he's like, yeah, I'm like 150 hours deep in Starfield and it's getting so good or whatever. You know, if the inventory is shit, Todd, you know that it's shit. So like, (laughs) like Todd Has spent probably like fifteen hours then fiddling around with some inventory management nonsense.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Actually, now as you say that, you know what the real problem is: is that the people that are guiding at these top levels don't have ADHD because. Oh yeah, maybe you know what I mean? Because like I don't know. Because like, like literally, the moment I step into any experience in like Crashlands Two, if if there's even the slightest bit of like, oh this is annoying, and I don't want to have to keep doing it. Then I'm like, hey, can yeah. we, can we you're, find you're a way to not a do it? a fabric card. Yeah, I'm making a card instantly <laughs> because like my my tolerance for it is is zero. And I think the question is like, and, then, and then everybody has different tolerances for like that kind of oh, stuff, true. right? And, and I think, but it's always a tolerance. You know what I mean? It's always know, a, tolerance. Yeah, it's it's it, like it, a exactly. But but depending on where your tolerance, that because that's when you that's when you if you have a high tolerance for something, it is not a big deal to you, right? And if you can't see how it's a big deal to other people, and you're also the one who chooses what happens, right? Then the end result is that you've basically put the tall, to- because like everything has a tolerance bar for the most part. Because like the yep. fact is, like, there's no such thing as fun inventory management, right? This seems like there ought to be, right? But but usually, a best inventory management is just like not a big deal. It's just like, right? It's like smooth it, it's, and it's smooth and easy. And like the, the, you have some goal and you can accomplish it. It's not a big deal, right? That's like, that's actually what you're looking for for certain kinds of experiences. And so for the most part, like it is kind of just a tolerance spectrum. It's just like, how much do people have to tolerate to like accomplish their goal for things that just kind of can't just be fun, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and if you're coming in with a, just a high level of tolerance, you truly can't understand why other people think it's a big deal. Right. Like you just can't, I mean, we've had these interactions in the studio too, where Like where someone is just like, (laughs) like, <laughs> yeah, we're like and it like because like I'll, I'll look at what the stuff that like s- that Sampy can do, right? Where she can just like fucking power through. She mm-hmm. does all of our you know HR and business stuff and and stuff that's like all externally interacting, like designed to be the worst experience possible for us. Dealing, right? with
2: else's doing dealing with everybody
1: else, you're just dealing with everybody. else. You're dealing with phone calls and like being on hold and dealing with forms and like in, and like bureaucracy. Right, it's just all the worst experiences. And which isn't to say she loves it, but for first, just like not a big deal, you know. Yeah,
0: she has the capacity more than anybody I've ever met to just be totally chill. Yeah, with which like crazy. just just jumping into any any janky ass process that some other person put together and just be like, yeah, I can work with this. Yeah,
1: she can like. make it work. Right? <laughs> which is like, and yeah. that's the kind of thing. That's Super like, high tolerance. Yeah. So you, know? you, if you have somebody who has that level of tolerance, then like designing something, right? If they're not annoyed by the stuff that they produce because it's like at the level of tolerance that they don't even notice is a problem. Right. Then that's what the outcome will be. Right. And so I think, I think so much of this depends on just like, and I, I think we as a team, I think largely because of just how much ADHD we've got going on in, in here. Right. Like our, our tolerance super- for stuff mm-hmm. is really low. And, and so now, cause like, cause that kind of stuff, like the stuff that we're talking about for the, in this game, right. Is the stuff that makes me stop playing games. Like, cause it, cause like my tolerance is just too low. I can't, like, but I've got some friends been playing Valheim just like every weekend for like months and months and months and months. Right. But when I, and they, and they invited me to join and I played with them a little bit, but at the, at the point I played them was at the point where inventory management starts to suck. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, Cause right, you just have too many. Right. Sort of iron tier. Right. It's just like, just fucking sucks. And I came in, I played one session with them and they were having a blast. And, they're, and again, they're still playing months later. Right. And the thought of even jumping back in that game, like gives me anxiety, you know, so, <laughs> so, like I, so I can't, it's basically because like, that's where my tolerance is. Right. So which is all, I got all to say, like the, the difficulty of, of like choosing how to thread all of these needles, right. Is this is why it's so hard is because yeah, it, is hard. it is the case that everyone's tolerance is different. And if you have this, like. If what, as Bethesda, if what you've seen over the years is that, oh, like our level of tolerance at the high level design for like bullshit, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, is more uh, than sufficient to it's sufficient for us to, yes, for us to win awards and make games and like accomplish what we're trying to accomplish, then and and we and apparently like truly don't understand why this is a big deal to people, right? Mm -hmm. Because that's the part where I still i am like. You know it's a big deal though because everybody talks about it constantly, and so it just still feels what? offensive to not do yeah. something about it. You know.
0: But I think about it this way: their job is to sell copies. Yep. Right. And what we what, we, what we've kind of found with working on like original Crashlands, and Levelhead, and stuff is like when we're really ramping up marketing and stuff, nobody gives a shit about all the, those details. Like right. you can't you can't sell a game based on the fact that it has a field of view slider. You sell oh, no, the I game based on the the high level vision. And like the bigger and more grandiose that vision is, the more likely you can build up a big, big, fat hype train, right? Yeah. And only once people get into the door, yeah, They do don't all impact launch day, right? Exactly. Yeah. And so, so what you so and like I saw I saw some interesting charts. There's a the website SteamCharts.com mm-hmm. where they aggregate uh, data from Steam games, like concurrent users and stuff. And people were overlaying Baldur's Gate, uh, Baldur Baldur's Gates launch like first few weeks over some other big single player games like Cyberpunk and Elden Ring and stuff. And Baldur's Gate just has this incredible staying power where people just keep playing it. They just keep coming back and playing it because they're just having a great time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, even Baldur's Gate has, you know, inventory management and encumbrance and stuff. But they also have all kinds of ways for you to deal with it that are just like super fast and easy. Even to the point where like you might come across like a, a treasure chest in Baldur's Gate that you can't open because you you don't have enough lockpicking mm-hmm. skill or, or whatever. You can literally just take like one of your characters, pick up the treasure chest, put it in your inventory, and then you just send it to your camp and mm-hmm. it just teleports back now. to your camp. And it's just chilling there waiting for you to lockpick it whenever you want, right? And so mm-hmm. like, yeah, you, your characters do get encumbered, but they have all these ways for you to just like offload stuff and it's- and filter and yeah. sort and organize things and uh, automatically right and so it just doesn't it just doesn't matter then at that point right and so yeah like that that amount of jank can just it just eats into the experience over time and yeah i you can see but i think
2: i think my, my beef is is a simple one which is that when you're at the level of, of both craft and business that you're talking about a studio like bethesda's at to to say that you can only focus on this big picture thing
0: yeah. yeah. How? Yeah. How, can, how can? a small team? Just, yeah, yeah. How does I'm A small yeah, I'm team sorry, focus sorry. on <laughs> everything, and a huge team can only do one thing. You yeah. Know? yeah, that's just it's just not true. So but think, also, it, it's also
1: yeah. yeah. I think it's kind of kind of said what Sam you were talking about earlier too, or, about, or just about like what it's like to actually build things, right? Because mm-hmm. this also means that, because everybody on the team is working on a game, right? It has to be pulling down the game, you know, playing it, seeing what happens when they do X, like making sure that the changes that they're making do have it's the goal the that they accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. Which means that everybody, and this it's kind of like how we focus on stuff and how we think about it, right? Is like, if something sucks for us on the development side, because we have to interact with the game to then observe the changes that we're making, right? It's—I mean—we're dog fooding constantly, right? We're like—we're—we're we're eating all the dog food that we're making, right? We're like—we're—we're we're experiencing the outcome of our decisions constantly. And anybody making games is, and so that's—that's that's part of what's so baffling to me too. Is that like it makes sense that at the top level, someone is making a decision where they're like. We don't care about this level of drink because we can get away with it. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's wild to me is that that also means they're wasting everybody else's time. Yes. yes. And no, the this whole the team. If you got you like 200 me- people, think about yeah. how much time you're wasting because your people have to also manage their inventories while they're <laughs> doing development <laughs> like tests or, yeah. or just the loading. Just the loading. Yeah, it's like that's like a compiling you, time, you know. It's like
2: if, yeah, if you imagine going in to try to test something and you got and it's like, twelve minutes of load screens or something. Into your spaceship yeah. over and oh uh, yeah, I don't
0: know. I, yeah, well, honestly, like that's something that we we are already struggling with because Crashlands Two has just tons and tons of stuff, and we are like every couple of weeks we're we're doing some work to cut down on the the load times, which mm-hmm. is to say it's more like the boot up time because like once you're in the game in Crashlands Two, there's no load, there's no load. Mm-hmm. screens or yep. anything but but actually like getting the game booted up we do have to compile the the game data and, and hydrate it and all that stuff and i think at this point like on the uncompiled version of the game it's i do like nine seconds to to boot up the game which is just which is which mm-hmm. is extremely fast compared to load times of AAA games but yeah. also like if every time we want to test a change we boot up the game and have to wait nine seconds that's long enough that you just kind of like it's just, well, it's just not
2: good. Wander you know, off. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, so like, we're always trying to cut down on that stuff for our, our own development. But yeah. Like you, you guys are right. That like, if you don't prioritize that, then you're paying 200 people to just stare at load screens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or even like interact with like bad UIs. Right. And like, cause like yeah. not everybody on your 200 person team has perfect eyesight in a, and a, and a perfectly clear monitor. Right. So like, the fact that this stuff doesn't float up to the top or someone's like, we really need to be able to, to like juice the shit out of how big because like in my opinion, like almost no games, especially triple A games, let the text get big enough. They just I want to be hard. able to Yeah, we know I, for right yeah, yeah. yeah I know why. Yeah, I absolutely know why. But again, that's one of those things that like you, you can solve those problems, they're challenging. But you don't need 200 people to solve those problems, right? Right. And you can solve them all up front, right? You solve them all up front based on, and you figure out what the parameters are to make all that stuff work, and and you design with that once you've sort of figured it all out, mm-hmm. right? And I agree, hard, it's hard, yeah. right? Uh, but so is everything else. So you know, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's, is building a
2: whole fucking universe. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So <laughs> it's building a
1: I don't think it's a it's a reasonable you know ex- excuse on their side to be like, well, you know, it's just hard to have. Large text, you know, yeah. Cause like we yeah. talk a lot
2: about in in DevOps this idea of uh, this idea of team topologies, which is the, the shape of the team is the shape of the product at the end of the day, right? The way that your process flows, the way that your company is set up structurally, who's allowed to talk to who, how easy it is it for any given person to make changes, whatever is in the product. You can only build a certain kind of product with a certain team shape, right? Yeah. Much and like
0: th- your tools also dictate that
2: yeah, it's the same. It's the same the product. Stuff. And so, what I think is interesting then, too, about that is that what does that say to you about what, say, working at Bethesda is like?
1: Yeah, I would be very curious to like. I'd be
2: very curious because I have I got an idea of it. Uh, I think it's, I think it's again big vision, cool as shit, day to day, pretty fucking, pretty hard. fucking <laughs> jank.
1: Yeah, dr- yeah, drudgery is probably is if I guess, had to I guess. Like, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, and again, like I think the I think it's just like what the reason why I keep using word disappointing is because even if again even if that high level experience is amazing i think what's disappointing is like if you have the resources to do like a full knockout on what, like on a, on a game of this scale mm-hmm. where you you can probably you could take a minute clean up the jack fucking add a field of view slider whatever yeah yeah why not do that why not because like because yeah. you see like to to say you see the the response which people are like it's almost this like i i am in love with the ideas presented here even
1: some of the gameplay presented here, people but want like, to give this game a 10 out of 10 they want yeah. to they're trying it, to yeah because
2: right? <laughs> everything because it has all the stuff right
1: and it's like why couldn't you just give that to it why are you being so weird about this but yeah it is true because if you look at the complaints right because like some of it is is a lot more difficult, which is like complaints about- Deep like, design shit, shit. Yeah, design stuff for the narrative being kind of boring or whatever, right? But most of the complaints that are knocking down the scores, at least that I've seen from the reviews i read so far, are- it's
0: all this little it's stuff. It's this
1: stuff. It's yeah. this stuff that's like, it just, it's cumulatively so much stuff that it's knocking down what people- and you can hear them as they're writing. They're just like, they're trying not to. They're trying to frame everything in the best yes. way possible. They're trying not to dock points. yes. But they're also trying oh, to be honest right at the same
0: time. People say this literally. Like yep. you'll see in all these, in so many of these, of these professional reviews, I want to love I, this yes. game. Yeah. yeah. I, I want, to, I want to have reasons to, like I even saw one that was like, you know, Starfield has, I think the, the heading was like, Starfield has an infinite number of things in it, except for a reason to keep playing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and, but, in, but in the review, they were just talking about how like it, it felt, they said it felt like somebody took a big feature list. And just turned that into a game, but without actually, like, focusing on having it actually be, like, super fun moment to moment and all of that. Right, yep. Yeah, and again, and they're like – and they, they still gave it a high review score. Oh, yeah, they gave course. it, like, a 7 or an 8 out of 10 or something like that. Um, but, yeah, and they, they, they kept framing it as, I love the overall concept. I want to I want to want to spend time in this world, but I keep getting pushed out of it. Yeah, and th- you know? but this,
2: to me, this is the most supreme kind of disappointment. Because what this means to me is that you are you are a foot away from a like
0: hall of fame situation, an incredible yeah. experience. Yeah. Well, and you and fucking, to get there,
1: you could have improved also your whole dev team's experience for years. Yes, yes. Right. So, 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 <laughs> so, what? <why>? so, <laughs> so what? what? So why not? <laughs> yeah.
2: Good question, I, it's, Sam. But it's, That's it's a deep one. You know what I mean? It's maddening. <laughs> it's like. It's, yeah, yeah, is, it's like, it's it feels so hard. like we
1: have to be missing something, right? Because it's so absurd that that, that that's what yeah. happens. So yeah, so it's like, what are we what? are we missing something? Or is it just like, yeah, working there is just drudgery and like there's only high vision stuff and the people who run the show
0: believe that the details don't matter? Like, is that because I can't be true, just, right? Like, or they're banking on the mod community, you know. Like this is this is but a even thing then, in, like it, they're
1: deciding to have a years of a worse, more expensive development experience where everybody's having a worse time to have mm-hmm. a product that you launch that then gets docked on those very same features, basically, right? That could have been basically nines and tens instead, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, that's the inevitable outcome of all those decisions. So, so, I don't know. So,
2: why? I don't get it. I think it's well, so hard. It's so hard to make the thing like the big, cool, crazy thing that everybody is interested in. And they did that.
0: So, why it's not? so easy to do all the little, it, it, yeah. the little thing. I don't know. Well, we think it is. And, and, you know? and no, relatively. it is like, yeah. real my relative comparison relatively. It is. Yeah. It is. Like, Well, but again, so a lot of it, too, is like a tech and design problem. Because when I think about, like, when we were working on our games earlier, and again, this is from the perspective of new programmers, Mm -hmm. you know, three-person studio, blah, blah, blah. There were certain things that were really, really hard, like making interfaces, Yeah, right? Uh, Until we finally were like, all right, fuck this, and then spent a couple months developing an entire, like, tech stack for easily assembling interfaces. But we took a couple Um, months
1: with a whole a whole ass 100 percent of our of our game programmer team, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. we, made we that thought it was investment. important. That- yeah. And and like, but it still only took a few months out of the overarching like, you know, development cycle. Right. Yeah. And if you're a huge enterprise with hundreds of people at your disposal, make a 10 person team for a few months, you know? Like mm-hmm. and th- the game could still be developed as as that's happening, right?
0: Like it? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I I always feel like I feel like whenever I hear about how big studios work, it just seems like everything is way harder, like way way. It is. Harder. But, here's, but here's the weird <laughs> so, thing. Here's the thing, right? Doesn't happen.
2: The if the game is designed for modders to be able to go fix shit, modders, a random person, yeah, no, then no, a random no person levels. on the dev team to. Yeah. What the
0: fuck? <laughs> That's my
2: question. Couldn't someone have put? like, I'm getting stuck on this field of view slider thing because it's, could it's, it's someone not add
0: the setting
2: of the problem. Yeah, could someone <laughs> not add the setting? Could someone not fucking I don't know add a sort button? to I don't even know how the inventory works, but I'm mean, gonna assume there's no sorting. There's none of this other bullshit. It's like, could how how do you produce that game at the end of the day that is moddable, but you didn't mod it yourselves before you fucking
0: launched it? Well, again, it's probably back to what you're talking about with the moment-to-moment experience of working on the game. If, for example, and again, like we don't, we don't know behind the scenes of how oh, yes. their it's structures work, but like let's say hypothetically, if you wanted to uh, add a feature or add, you know, a setting or whatever if there was a like a 16-step process and, right and people like,
1: fought you every step of the way. Yeah.
0: And like you've got to have meetings and you got to convince people and you've got to bring data and research about why this feature is worthwhile and what's the demand for it and blah blah blah. Then it's like something as simple as just adding a, a slider for a, a variable that's just a single number that mm-hmm. already exists in the game code. Is such a small thing that it's not worth the fixed cost of going through all of right. the,
1: and especially if because like the thing is bureaucracy. Like if you're in a if you're in a high jank environment, right? Mm-hmm. If it's already the case, and this is all like, again, we don't know what's going on. Maybe there's maybe there's <laughs> just something we just are really missing about how this all works, right? But like, but the implication of all this is that everybody's operating in a high jank environment, so that. So that as they're doing stuff, every moment has a degree of being excruciating, right? Mm-hmm. And in that kind of a scenario, and like you're saying, like it might be that to make a small change, you have to fight and go through bureaucracy to do it. So right. small changes don't get made. That's That is the outcome of that, right? But mm-hmm. if that's in the context of like your experience as a developer, just being kind of brutal and like sucking away your energy and like not being good, you can't advocate for the downstream consumer. You don't have enough fucking energy left, right? You can't even. Oh, yeah.
0: you're, you're just trying to advocate for yourself. <laughs> well, and,
1: and you actually, and if you also can't even advocate for yourself, if like that's the kind of environment that you're in, like you can't you can't go that extra mile at all to like to do that because you can't even fix problems that are also again all these problems that we're talking about that hit the downstream user also hit you in development they also hit your qa team right so mm-hmm. it's impossible for for people to not be aware of it that's just, it's literally not a, a thing that could have happened right like so people are aware that like oh somebody on the fucking team wanted an fov slider Definitely. There's no way that that didn't happen. So the question is like, why doesn't this thing yeah. exist,
0: right? Is it – yeah. And is it because like there's a top-down method of of working on the game where, you know, the, the programmers don't get to decide or advocate for what they feel is important to work on. It's just they get a, a list of next things to implement and that's always big picture stuff, mm-hmm. right? And, and is it – yeah. And is, and
1: is the moment-to-moment moment work just like so soul-sucking that you just – can't be bothered to try to fix anything because there's a somebody, million problems. Who if cares? Somebody who about listens
2: to this well, podcast works in Bethesda? Just send us a note because yeah.
0: I, I I tell us what, what it's like. What's going yeah. on in there? Because it, are we, it we just looks,
2: looks yeah. like?
1: Yeah,
2: it's not the best. If I could be it's,
0: honest, I would I mean? yeah. I would say I would say you should be able to tell. Like, you're right, Sam. Like you should be able to tell a lot about how it's what it's like to work in an organization by playing the game that they made, mm-hmm. right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I I I feel like we can yeah. see some things, but we don't know for sure, mm-hmm. right? So uh, yeah, I'd be I'd be interested. To, of course, don't don't you know violate any NDAs uh, or anything like that. But yeah, if anybody's working at Bethesda, mm-hmm. you hear about this. I'm curious. Yeah. What's it like? Are we what's way like off,
1: to- are, or are there are there somehow good reasons for all this that we just don't understand? Because you know we're a tiny no, team. No. You know? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> well, say. I can't imagine what they would be, but if they exist, I would love to there, hear about There them. will be reasons.
0: We <laughs> have be, a yeah, field of yes. <laughs> we have a field of view that I can crash into, and it's a two D game. <laughs> it's two D. Oh, and, God. It, and it's because we like, we played it on mobile and we're like, wow, this is a little bit, a little bit hard to see. Yeah. yeah. we will just out a setting. Yeah, nah, And it, and it field of view in 2D is basically just like, you know, just zoom in a little bit. Right. But, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and it's but true. Still, like we can't zoom in. There's certain levels at which you can't zoom in and you can't zoom
2: out because of all other reasons. Right. You mm-hmm. need to, yeah. there's a, there's a range certainly, but we at least
0: expose I don't know.
2: it. Expose well, it. Give yeah.
0: But we played it and we're like, well, it's a little bit hard to see. Took, yeah. took six minutes, added a setting, and we're, okay, there, done. <laughs> yeah, the, t- the text get, can get
1: big enough that I can just kind of read it wherever I'm looking at it, you
0: know? Yeah. Although That's I haven't
1: easy. truly investigated that deeply yet, so I might. I'm, but I'm, it I'm we, part but of we set the, up, I'm basically blind clubs, so, you know? I,
0: yeah, I, but we've set it up flexibly mm-hmm. because we know that some people have a hard time reading text, and we set up our interfaces to be able to accommodate different sizes of text yep. and fonts, right? So, um, which it was also a, a note that apparently the, the font settings in Starfield are like, you, you just, you can't really do much to make things more readable, etc. Hmm. Like it's all, you know, it's just this big stack of micro jank. Right. Yep. So, uh, yeah, I'm curious to hear about it, but, uh, uh, anyway, I guess it's all the time we have. Hmm. So I, uh, I probably won't have played Starfield by the time we get to our next <laughs> episode, but I'm curious to hear maybe from some of our listeners, uh, if you have any thoughts about it, you know, you can always go to podcast.bsketch.net and, Drop mm-hmm. some notes, questions, whatever. Or in uh, all the time the Discord. Yeah, just wherever. Uh, we'd like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Sampa de Costa, for putting the podcast together. And thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, you can just go to podcast.bscotch.net, where we have links to the Discord, a way for you to donate, and links to the archives. And of course, if you haven't yet, head on over to the Crashlands 2 Steam Store page and give us a give us a wish list that helps us juice the algorithm and and uh, get the game more exposure on Steam. We'd appreciate that. So thank you very much. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.